0: Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Today is April 21st, 2022, and our first story, CNN Plus is officially dead. will be shuttered by the end of the month and will go down as the worst news media failure in history. Elon Musk has secured funding to buy Twitter outright. The narrative is crumbling. In our next story, Donald Trump releases audio proving Piers Morgan deceptively edited a video to make it seem like he stormed off. The corporate press is the enemy of the people. And in our last story, Florida is banning transgender treatments for minors. Of course, the left is shocked and outraged. If you like this show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, share the show with your friends. It really does help. Now, let's get into that first story. CNN Plus is officially dead and will go down as one of the worst media blunders in history. I'd like to give a shout out to our good friend, Seamus Coughlin, over at Freedom Tunes, who said, somebody at CNN said, hey, nobody's watching our show. I got an idea. Let's make them pay for it. Well, they didn't want to. It didn't work. And boy, did they waste $300 million. But it's worse than that. CNN Plus wasn't even their core product. They were making like B-sides. Now, the fascinating thing here are the excuses. Oh, you know, CNN Plus was failing, not because people hate CNN, but, you know, it's because there's so much competition in the space and CNN was really the only news media streaming service that explains it. I mean, the idea that someone would pay for a streaming service dedicated to news just is not true, except it is true. You know, I know Timcast.com, we promote it all the time. It is a news media platform. Okay, to be fair, we do have cultural content, but for the most part, people become members because they're supporting our journalists and they're getting access to our political conversations in news and culture. CNN Plus is basically that an argument between Chris Wallace and Jen Psaki. Yeah, they're arguing political issues, but nobody wanted to watch CNN because CNN lies all the time. But let me just be real with you guys. Is it really about streaming platforms? I need only point to The Daily Wire with 600,000 subscribers and Fox Nation. Maybe you want to say, oh, it's the older crowd. They don't want to watch it. No, 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 no. Fox Nation is doing phenomenally. So they have every excuse in the book as to explain why it is that CNN Plus failed. How about this? How about you guys lie, omit information, and you are generally just bad at what you do. These are the dirty games they want to play. Now, I suppose I can say there is one legitimate non-ratings-based reason as, this, as to why CNN Plus collapsed. And it's that Warner Brothers Discovery, which merged and now owns CNN, doesn't want to have anything to do with this. But I don't think that's the core reason. CNN Plus reportedly had one point, uh, I'm sorry, 150,000 subscribers. And at an average of about five bucks per month, they're pulling in. You know, let's 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 be fair. It was like six bucks a month for the service. They did offer discounts, but let's just say they're pulling in nine bucks a month. Three hundred. I'm sorry, nine million. Three hundred million dollars invested in this, and they're planning on putting in a billion. They're not going to make that money back with overhead. What are their profit margins? Clearly, not enough. It was a big mistake, and good riddance. In this world. The narrative is shifting in the world of media manipulation. They are losing control. And now beyond this, we also have other really big news in the narrative news cycle. Controlling the narrative, it's very important to the establishment, to primarily the Democrats, but also the uniparty neocon Republican types. They use social media. They use CNN. They're losing Aside from the fact that CNN Plus is collapsing, I do want to talk to you about Elon Musk securing forty-six point five billion dollars to buy Twitter outright. So this, you know, I wanted to, I want to do the Elon Musk story. I'm like, I got to do this earlier, but I'm just like, this is one big story. CNN's failure. And Elon Musk's success is all in the same vein of we are tired of being lied to. We don't take you seriously. Your products are garbage. And I gloat and celebrate the end of CNN Plus, as I've stated. I will not lament the firing and the loss of these jobs. No, I'll go buy a cake. Okay, I've not been eating a lot of sugar or gluten, but I will make a sugar-free almond cake with allulose buttercream icing. I've been doing keto. You get the point. Let's read the story. Before we get started, head over to, not postmillennial, head over to TimCast.com. Well, they're cool too. But head over to TimCast.com, become a member if you want to help support our work. Because, you know, I made the joke. I used to say, if you share this, if everybody shared this video, we'd be bigger than CNN overnight. And then we we had more daily active users than CNN Plus. And I was like, okay, well, I, I believe we did. And it's like, okay, well, we did it. Thank you all for your support. And now they're shutting it down. Let's, let's storm the hill. They are losing ground. Their lies don't work. We are winning. With your support as members, you make all of this possible. We got Chicken City. You know I talk about it, but it's, it's, it's legit cultural content. We just put up one of our first Chicken City cartoon shorts. and We've got more coming. Gag humor that's good for the whole family. Because we're going to build culture. We're going to report the news. We're going to call out the liars. Fact check the lies. And as a member, you'll get access to our TimCast IRL exclusive podcast episodes. About a half an hour long, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. And prove them wrong. When they come out and they're like, well, you know, it's just people don't want news services. You know, it's lies. Fox Nation. TimCast.com. So smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Because if you do, maybe one day we will be bigger than CNN altogether. But let's read this here from CNN Business. CNN Plus will shut down at the end of April. Oh, you hate to see it, right? No, not really. Not this time. Even the joke doesn't work. You'll love to see it. CNN Plus, the streaming service that was hyped as one of the most significant developments in the history of CNN, will shut down on April 30th, just one month after it launched. Oh, I want to laugh so hard. CNN Plus customers will receive prorated refunds of subscription fees, the company said. Yeah, you'll get your dollar back. The decision was made by new management after CNN's former parent company, Warner Media, merged with Discovery to form Warner Brothers Discovery earlier this month. Oh, man, the mergers. The prior management team's vision for CNN Plus runs counter. To Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav's plan to house all of the company's brands under one streaming service. Some CNN Plus programming may eventually live on through that service. Other programming will shift to CNN's main television network. Quote, in a complex streaming market, consumers want simplicity and an all in service which provides a better experience and more value than standalone offerings. And for the company, a more sustainable business model to drive our future investments in great journalism and storytelling. Ugh. I threw up in my mouth a little, mouth a little bit. Discovery's streaming boss JB Peretti said in a statement, or Perrette, We have very exciting opportunities ahead in the streaming space, and CNN, one of the world's premier reputational assets, will play an important role there. Perrette added, Yo, your viewers are old people. The same is true for Fox News, but at least Tucker Carlson can muster up some millennial audience. The entirety, I would, I I believe it's, uh, um, I I gotta pull up the numbers, around ninety percent of the viewers for TimCast, be it this channel, Tim Pool, TimCast uh, News, or TimCast IRL, eighteen to fifty-four. So we are we 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 absolutely hit the 20, 25 to fifty-four is the key demo, but we're even getting eighteen to twenty-four as well. It's not the biggest demographic, but it's bigger than the older than fifty-four crowd. So we got the young people. I always say. Uh, I often say, if you're watching this right now, your name is John and you're a 33-year-old white male, just because there's a large percentage uh, of people. Well, I could also say your name, is, your name is Jesus and you're Hispanic male, but, you know, 28 years old, too. And I, some of you are probably that. So it's, it's a joke. The point is, we know our demographics and it is overwhelmingly millennial, mostly people like me. We find that their moderates tend to be from the Midwest. Isn't that crazy? The largest portion of uh, watchers of this content. And it's probably because I grew up in Chicago in a typically, you know, liberal area, but we're sick of the Democrats, we're sick of the media lies, and we're millennials. Overwhelmingly dudes, too. They're going to say. Perrette and incoming CNN CEO Chris Licht notified staffers of the decision in a meeting on Thursday afternoon. Licht bluntly told employees it was a uniquely ishy situation. Hundreds of CNN staffers may lose their jobs. Ha! Lick said in an internal memo that all CNN Plus employees will continue to be paid and receive benefits for the next 90 days to explore opportunities at CNN, CNN Digital, and elsewhere in the Warner Brothers Discovery family. Now, now, I think it's fair to say it is possible the core reason as to why CNN Plus is being shut down is because Discovery wants CNN as a brand under one umbrella. I don't care for having tons of streaming services, that's true. But I don't think that's the real reason, because if you know it, if CNN plus signed up a million people on day one, they would not be shutting it down. They'd be like, whoa, how many we're 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 making? I mean, we're going to be making millions upon millions of dollars. Oh, man, did I do my math wrong with uh, uh, 150,000 subscribers? I'm sorry, 100, 150,000 subscribers at about you know, six, six uh, uh, bucks per, per subscriber, they're only, they're only going to be making uh, a million or so off of, uh, uh, off of their subscribers. If they were charging 10 bucks a month, they'd be making a lot more, but they're barely making any money. I got my, ra- my math way wrong on that one. Someone should have smacked me for that one. Gray's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back With staffers, this was an incredibly successful launch, but simply incompatible with the newly merged company plans. It's not your fault that you had the rug pulled out from underneath you, he said as he vowed to minimize the impacts to staff. During the town hall, Perret expressed some frustration with the prior leadership of CNN, which was led by Jeff Zucker until Friday, and Warner Media, which which was led by Jason Kylar until early April. Some of this was avoidable, but prior leadership decided to just keep going with the planned March launch of CNN Plus, despite the impending merger. The executive uh, vice president in charge of CNN Plus and all of CNN's digital businesses, Andrew Morse, who worked closely with Kyler and Zucker, will depart the company after a transition period. They were making almost no money. They wanted to invest a billion dollars. It's just not going to play out. Well, of course, RIP CNN Plus. RIP CNN is trending. Oh, apparently Tim Pool is trending as well. And here you have the meme of CNN Plus being shut down. My friends, I would like to uh, uh, pour one out figuratively for our good friend, Chris Wallace, who left Fox News for an offer at CNN Plus. And uh, what's you going to do now, buddy? Yikes. Talk about a bad decision. Oof. We have this other story. CNN Plus will shut down April 30th, just one month after launch. So um, I was off by an order of magnitude when I said their numbers. Uh, you know, it happens. What are they making? Just under a million bucks? If we're being generous? That is abysmally, abysmally bad for the network. And thus, they can't sustain themselves when they were looking at making a billion-dollar investment. Check this out. We have from Axios. They say that uh, uh, CNN Plus launched just a few weeks ago with a $300 million investment. It's being shuttered due to a strategic misalignment between Discovery Executives and CNN Executives. I don't buy that for a minute. they go on to mention how much they were planning on on dumping into it, and how they wanted to make CNN Plus profitable. The service was shut down because CNN and its new parent company disagreed. CNN's original plan was for CNN Plus to become profitable in four years by investing $1 billion into the service. A profitable service would have diversified CNN's revenue long-term around a digital asset outside of its website, increasing its valuation and potential, executives believe. But Discovery thought a separate subscription app for news didn't make sense for its own strategy long-term and worried about the business economics around the launch. CNN had already spent $300 million to launch the service. It launched on March 29th, and it only had around 10,000 daily active users. Ooh, wow. How much money were they spending every day to run this garbage service? As of Tuesday, CNN Plus had rough, roughly 150,000 subscribers. Okay, so they were charging 6 bucks a month, not 60 That's where I accidentally added a zero. And they even offered a discount to $3 a month. So they're looking at best case scenario around $900,000 per month. Oh, it is just so bad. So bad. And they weren't even going to get that much. Wow. That's really crazy. When you really think about it, that is absolutely insane. I, I, I have to be honest. I thought they could muster up more than that. Well, my friends, I bring you to Wesley Lowry, verified Twitter user and journalist. He tweets, feel horrible for the CNN plus folks, especially for the producers and behind the scenes folks who will be hit the hardest as a veteran of two failed attempts at a a news for streaming, Quibi and Paramount Plus. I obviously don't have the answers, but do have a few thoughts. I'm not sure we're being honest about the demand, desire for streaming news or television news at all. I'm not sure we're being honest about how diminished the standing draw name recognition of the most prominent broadcast journalist has compared to the past. How wrong do you have to be, Wesley? I mean, come on. Have you even Googled this stuff? The premise of CNN Plus seemed to be that people wanted and would pay for more CNN. 60 Minutes Plus had the same premise, for what it's worth. That logic doesn't seem sound to me. Another path, of course, would be to put the actual product itself behind the paywall on the streamer. If I love 60 Minutes, I'll pay to watch Anderson and Leslie on a streamer. If I love CNN, I'll pay for Wolf or Tapper. But I want the real product, not the B-sides and outtakes. These people are insane. They're insane. They have no idea what they're talking about. They need to look in a mirror, man. The reason, Wesley, the reason they failed is not because people don't want their content. Well, oh no, no, no. That's actually the reason. People don't want their content. You're trying to deflect... Saying that it's because it was B-sides. It's because people don't want a new streaming service. The Daily Wire is news. Now, it's opinion. I get that. But what do you think it is when Chris Wallace gets into an argument with Jen Psaki? Is that news? No, it's, it's political arguing. We do that on Timcast. We get subscribers. CNN Plus was the only standalone news streamer. A really bold bet. Does Wesley have amnesia? I love saying about these people, they like Fox Nation exists. Fox Nation has documentary and news. What are you talking about? A really bold bet. No, it wasn't. Fox Nation works. CNN said, let's try doing that, too. Jake Tapper's book club is not news. The future as it holds into HBO uh, HBO Max probably looks a lot like ABC and Hulu and less successfully Paramount Plus model with CNN content, in essence, providing an entertainment platform with its news section. That, to me, seems like a more sound model, but also is a smaller model in which there are many fewer resources being devoted to news in which that news has to compete with entertainment. In other words, just like broadcast television. My macro take here is that the biggest problem in American media is that as a capitalistic enterprise, it requires the people through their consumption choices and wallets to resource quality journalism, which in aggregate, they do not. We have the media we democratically choose. This dude lives under a rock. Media Matters says, Tucker Carlson is more extreme than ever a year into his expanded role at Fox Nation. Huh. John Neffel. John, buddy, how's it going? Um, thank you for pointing out your opinions on Fox Nation. Thank you for pointing out that Fox Nation is making money and that Tucker Carlson has been on the platform for a year. The platform has been around for four years. Fox Nation was launched in 2018 as a streaming service. now Fox Nation the website was a blog that existed but they launched on February 20th 20 I'm sorry it was announced on February 20th, 2018 in a companion to the Fox News channel it carries original and acquired programming catering topics of interest of the network. The Fox Nation uh, uh, name originates from a website Fox News had launched in 2009. The news the, the, I'm sorry the news service, was announced for a debut in late 2018, and was described as being catered to superfans of Fox News. News. Some of the original programming on the service included "Enough Said" with Tyrus, "What Made America Great" with Brian Kilmeade, and "Sincerely Cat" hosted by Cat Timpf. Diamond and Silk had a program on Fox Nation, but were dropped. Blah blah blah. Sure. In 2021, the service began to carry carry Tucker Carlson today, a spinoff of Tucker Tucker Carlson Tonight. Tucker Carlson would also begin to produce original documentaries. For the service under the banner, Tucker Carlson Originals. Fox Nation began to stream Fox News channel primetime programs such as Hannity and Tucker Carlson. It's absolutely amazing, my friends, that these people do not realize they don't get it. CNN Plus is trash because they lie, they cheat, and they steal. And Fox News is far from perfect, but... Explain to me. Oh, I'll tell you what they'll say. Well, it's because Fox News are grifters and they lie. Okay. Perhaps you guys in the CNN world just need to recognize that regular people do not like what you have to offer. Congressman Troy Nell says the media invested more time trying to dox libs of TikTok than reporting on the Waukesha massacre, the Brooklyn subway terror attack or the January 6th bomber. What are their priorities? I'll tell you exactly why CNN plus fails. It's because nobody wants to watch it in the first place because it's not a good network that doesn't produce good contextual information. That's it. Check this out from Newsbusters. Nets spend measly 52 seconds on Hunter laptop since New York Times finally acknowledged its existence. On March 16th, the New York Times belatedly confirmed that Hunter Biden's laptop is real, not an example of Russian disinformation. If the liberal broadcast networks were waiting for an all clear to admit the explosive Hunter Biden laptop story uh, that was reported on October 14th of 2020 was real and legitimate, this was it. They didn't. They spent a total of just 52 seconds on the Hunter laptop scandal. You see, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, I'd like to know about what this was about. We got an election coming up. And CNN said, we're not going to tell you. NPR literally said it was not news. It was, it is, and continue, continues to be. How ABC, this is from, from Newsbusters as well, how ABC, CBS, NBC suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. So why do we want to watch any of this stuff? My friends, control of the narrative is paramount for political purposes. But we are breaking through the mold. We are challenging the system every day, and we are winning. They can't just shut us down. They need to recognize they've lost. Maybe this November, November will be the month they finally wake up to being crushed, defeated, the people have won. This elitist machine that seeks to lie, cheat, and steal its way to power cannot survive, at least in my opinion. Though they've made tremendous gains, though there are dark days ahead, I certainly believe that. When you look at what's happening with CNN+, it just goes to show that people are ready for something honest, something authentic. We saw this at the beginning of YouTube. Why were YouTubers taking off authenticity? We make mistakes. We try our best to correct them. My math was really off in the beginning, and it bugs me. Because I'm pretty good at math, and I don't know why I added a zero to that CNN number, making them sound like they were making more money. No, they're making no money. And they weren't going to make it back for a long time. And so, they don't don't, don't survive. I do think the merger played a role. But we're breaking through the mold. We got this story from TimCast. Elon Musk secures financing of $46.5 billion to complete cash purchase of Twitter. Given the lack of response by Twitter, the reporting person is exploring whether to commence a tender offer to acquire all of the outstanding shares of common stock. The filing states, on Thursday morning, a filing with the SEC indicated that Elon Musk was prepared to make a tender offer to secure and close the purchase of Twitter. Wow! What a massive day. We hear that Elon Musk has secured the funding to buy Twitter. CNN Plus is imploding? Oh man, maybe this November is going to be epic. I don't like the Republican Party, but I'll take it if it means accountability and a reckoning for the Democratic machine and their media allies. Timcast.com reports, in the 13D filing, the amended offer and the letter of intention state that Musk has secured financing and is no longer awaiting due diligence in his intent to purchase a social media giant. The filing states that Musk is ready to begin negotiations immediately in his bid to take over the platform. Special shout out to our good friend Elon Musk, that one I mean literally, who made this filing on 420. Bravo, good sir. The filing states, The proposal was also subject to the completion of financing and business due diligence, but it is no longer subject to financing as a result of the reporting person's receipt of the financing commitments described below and is no longer subject to business due diligence. The filing states that Twitter has not responded to Musk's offer, resulting in his desire to enact a tender offer for the transactions. Quote, Twitter has not responded to the proposal. Given the lack of response by Twitter, the reporting person is exploring whether to commence a tender offer to acquire all of the outstanding shares of common stock at a price of $54.20 per share, net to the seller in cash. Wow. A tender offer occurs, When an investor proposes buying shares from every shareholder of a publicly traded company for a specific price at a particular time, the investor typically offers a higher price per share than its stock price, providing shareholders a greater incentive to sell the shares. According to the filing, Musk has secured $46.5 billion to close the purchase of the company, with Morgan Stanley leading his financing of the deal. On Monday, Twitter filed a dividend distribution for shareholders with the SEC allowing current shareholders to increase their ownership in the social media platform. The 8K filing with the SEC gave insight into Twitter's latest strategy to thwart Elon Musk's effort to purchase the company. The company's board has been hesitant to entertain the buyout by Musk, and it remains to be seen if Musk will be successful in his bid to take over the social media platform, he's going to win. Elon Musk will win. One way or another, Elon Musk will win. This dude is crazy in a good way. What did, what did they just announce? Record profits at Tesla netted Elon Musk another like $23 billion or something. Jeez. So is this dude now worth like $300 billion? And that does not include, I think the Boring Company is not public. And it's not worth that much. And I'm pretty sure uh, And SpaceX is not public. This dude's got to be close to a trillion dollars. SpaceX is amazing. And they got Starlink. This dude's taken over the world with a, with, a, with a crazy smile on his face. I don't like centralized power. I don't. But Elon Musk is the tip of the spear. There is a giant husk, a, a, a mold of centralized power. And Elon Musk is like a nuclear bomb striking through its heart. Do I like nuclear bombs? No. But what if there is a giant cluster of evil or danger that needs to be stopped? Something needs to stop. The evil that is taking over this country, the people that think they know better than you, that would strip you of your rights. They do it every day with a smile on their face. Elon Musk may be a bull rampaging through the ivory tower, much like Trump was. Is the bull dangerous? Yes. Do you want to stand next to the bull? Mm, No. But when the bull rampages through a corrupt system and purges the corruption, I ain't going to be complaining about it. I'm surprised more people on the left aren't cheering for this. To be completely honest. Well, I'm, I'm not really surprised. I'm just saying they should be. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woo-hoo-er, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now we don't need to cheer on oligarchy, but um. It's funny to see these people say, billionaires buying social media is dangerous for our democracy. And it's like, who do you think owns them now? Billionaires. A bunch of them. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street. You think Mark Zuckerberg is a good guy? No. I'd rather someone come else, someone else come in. Elon Musk is promising to come in and bring back free speech, which will be crazy. But you know what? Elon Musk is right. He'll make money doing it. He secured the funding because... He's going to make money for everybody. What Twitter is doing is violating their fiduciary duty. What a crazy day, huh? Elon Musk, CNN. Here's what's happening. Elon Musk is making an offer. He has the money. The Twitter board needs to fulfill its duty to its shareholders and see if they want this because it will make them money. They seem to be avoiding it. A tender offer now bypasses, which is effectively the negotiation phase. Elon Musk could go to the board and say, how do we do this? They're not responding. So now he's like, okay, well, I got the money. Let's see what's going to happen. And if they don't respond, I'll just outright make the public offer. Boom, there it is. Please, Elon, do it. I want to see Alex Jones come back. Donald Trump come back. The best thing they can say is that Elon Musk wants to spend $50 billion. I think Trevor Noah said said this because he was like, that's how badly white people want to say the N-word. It's how badly we want to talk about politics. And engage in the public square and challenge the lies from corrupt institutions like CNN. The Hunter Biden laptop story should have changed the face of this country with people realizing that Joe Biden is as crooked as they come. I can already hear the collective wailing of the left saying, but Donald Trump was corrupt, too. I think so in different ways. And and then Trump supporters get so mad. They're like, no, he wasn't. He was perfect. Look, man. Trump tried having, I think it was the G7 at Trump Doral. Dude, I don't care. He was like, but I was going to do it so cheap. It was going to be good for everybody. No, we don't play that game. Conflict of interest. I don't want to hear it. But Donald Trump doing something like that makes me roll my eyes. And when we yell at him and he stops, okay, fine, we can move on. The things he was doing, it was better for the United States. Truly was. Better economy, lower unemployment, four-day work weeks, all that good stuff. It's been nothing but chaos under Joe Biden. I know, I know the pandemic and all that stuff, but that's still his leadership. I think under Donald Trump, there were some things he was worth being criticized over. You've got to criticize every single person. You can't just be like, those things by Trump were fine. With the trump Doral thing, you can argue he was going to save the government money. We should have done it. No, we shouldn't. We want to spend a little bit extra if it means no conflict of interest. Trump says he was going to host them at cost. But that still means his costs are being covered. If Trump Doral needs, you know, a million bucks a month to operate and they're not bringing in a million bucks, and then Trump says this event will cost a million bucks, he is covering costs he otherwise could not have. Not greatly, not turning a profit, but it does help him. It also creates brand power and across the board, not something that should be happening. They also advertise Trump golf resorts on like government websites. Not a fan of any of that stuff. I think Trump poorly represents American culture. As many people said, Hillary was the worst of American government and Trump was the worst of American culture. But you can have a guy who's a potty mouth and talks about grabbing women. It sucks. I'm not a fan of that. Decorum matters. But he made people's lives better. How do we, as the American people, succeed in the face of this manipulation? We need to challenge the system and we're doing it and we're winning. It took some time. You know, I kept saying, we need people to stand up, push back. And you were. It just took some time for that wave to hit these corporations. Now you got the news about that former McDonald's CEO who started an organization to challenge wokeness at the corporate level. Elon Musk has stepped up and said, I'm going to buy Twitter and I'm going to fix this problem. And you know what? He's going to get rich doing it. When Elon Musk takes over Twitter, comes in and says, Alex Jones, welcome back. You are going to see tens of millions of people sign up and get active. When he says, Donald Trump, welcome back. You are going to see more people sign up and get active. This will increase the value of Twitter's stock and their revenues and will be good for the shareholders. Why Twitter isn't doing this? They like to say, they like to push lies. Nobody wants to be here with all the hate speech and blah, 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 and the left will quit. I mean, look at Will Wheaton. He quit because Alex Jones is on the platform. Let them leave. Let them leave. I think it's funny that someone can say something that you know, people don't like. So instead of just muting or blocking someone, they just outright throw a temper tantrum and leave. And then Twitter says, but we need to keep them on the platform. So they ban the likes of Alex Jones. I'll point this out. Alex, you should not have gone up to Oliver Darcy and screamed in his face and called him a bunch of names. This is what they don't like, and I honestly don't like it either. But free speech. Free speech. It, twitter does not have the right to determine that because someone is mean they're not allowed to be on the platform i think twitter is a is a hellscape of psycho- psychosis i tweeted that trans people should have guns and now leftists are argue are, are are actually saying it was a joke because they cannot accept that i agree with their right to keep in bear arms so they must he, he was joking and, then, and then it's it's actually really funny cuz i break their brains they're like what is the joke I don't understand the joke, and no one does because it's not a joke. Because I literally was like, trans people should have guns. It's funny. It's just absolutely funny. These people pretend to be angry. It is one big stupid lie. A grift, as it were. You know what? The narrative is breaking. I have no problem saying that we need CNN+, these other outlets, to crumble. We need alternatives like TimCast.com to grow you know what i'll say i would love to not do this job and that's the truth part of me every day says what if i just didn't do any work what if i just went out and threw a frisbee what if i just went to the skate park the other day after work you and know, i did we finished a 7 foot quarter pipe which has uh, it has it, it gets two vert but there's no vert there's no real vert it, Like curls right to it a vertical ramp you know and i was doing some airs jumping up wee one and a half, I've been in my basement, and I was like, what if I just did this all day? Ignored all the crazy. Life would be easier. Life would be better. And at this point, I could certainly retire and live well. I could focus on non-public-facing businesses. Uh, we're going to be opening uh, probably a, a cafe of some sort slash venue. That's one of our next big projects because we want physical space. It'll be in uh, West Virginia, probably in Charlestown. We're going to do all of these things. I could just open some brick-and-mortar shops and then drift away. I could, but I won't. Because this fight is important. These liars need to be stopped. They need to be called out, and someone has to do it. And I'm the, I'm the kind of person that feels like if the job isn't being done, I got to do it myself. So when I see people doing things, they're not doing it right, I, I have to do it. Because it, it's, it's, it makes me go nuts. If I'm sitting down and I watch someone, and they're, say, trying to put a skateboard together, and they're doing it wrong, I get really frustrated. I'm like, let me do it. I'll do it faster. I just... I'm the kind of person that can't sit there watching someone do something wrong. Have to do it. When I see CNN lie and just generally be evil, it's frustrating. Stop lying to people. Then when I see other media outlets coming out, I'm like, you guys are doing it wrong. What are you doing? They wouldn't listen. Vice wouldn't listen. ABC wouldn't listen. Well, here we are. I made my own and I'm doing it right. And we're growing. Chicken City already today. As of 1 p.m., brought in $1,400. We're launching our family friendly gag cartoons. We put that up. Our first video from Chicken City is up today, and it's hilarious. It's called Everyday Life Living with a Rooster. And I tweeted anyone who's ever owned or lived near a rooster will understand this joke. It's funny. You you should watch it. But it's just general gag humor. We're going to build culture, we're going to engage in culture. And that's everything we have on TimCast.com right now. We're going to be working on our OTT app, means over the top, which is TVs, smart TVs. Then you're going to log in. It's going to be like any other platform. And when you log in, you'll get access to all of our shows. We're starting small. We're going to get big. We're going to work on everything. We've talked with people about launching sitcoms. The Cast Castle vlog, we are looking for a showrunner because we're, we're, we're building it up. Always, what we do is we start small, we start where we can, and we build from there. The goal for the cast castle vlog is to make it kind of like a sitcom slash vlog. So it will be mostly real stuff from the castle, but we're going to mix in sketches and jokes. We've already been doing that. Now we need to get it together on a daily basis so it'll have similar humor to like 30 Rock or The Office. It will be a fictional version of a real space to build culture, to make funny content, and make you laugh and enjoy your life. We are coming. To change things. And we are winning. Bravo to Elon Musk. And goodbye to CNN. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast Thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all then. The corporate press is the enemy of the people. There I said it. Actually, Michael Malice said it. Trump used to say the press is the enemy of the people. I think that's what they claimed. But, you know, I think he meant the fake news press. But either way, the corporate press is the enemy of the people. Say it along with me. The Daily Mail. Trump slams deceptively edited trailer for Piers Morgan interview and releases audio indicating that he did not storm out and instead ended the sit down with laughing and small talk. Oh, we got a hat trick for you, my friends. Piers Morgan put out a trailer where it's the most shocking interview with Donald Trump and it shows trump saying you're very dishonest and then it shows him getting up saying turn the camera off when in reality those were just snippets from throughout their discussion trump apparently had said you're dishonest because i I think it was kind of like in jest because pierce would be like one more question one more question he's like oh you know you're very dishonest because he was saying one more question but then asking more that's all it was and then at the end Trump laughs, and he says, it was a great interview, thank you, and he stands up, and as he's leaving, he's like, turn the camera off, which is normal, because sometimes you want to just, you know, there's there's interview stuff, and then maybe he wanted to say something like, hey, over at my house, we're doing this, that, or otherwise, let me reiterate that, you're doing an interview, they say, you know, what are your policies, what are your plans, then when you're done, you say, Tur- turn the camera off, hey, so tonight over at this place, we're going to be gathering for drinks, do you want to, you don't want that stuff being recorded, you don't want it being put out, so that's apparently what Trump did, And they want to make money. They want to make money by making it seem that Trump is a hothead, making him look bad, and getting everybody all riled up. But my friends, I told you we have a hat trick, because we also have this amazing tweet from PolitiFact. John Levine tweets, don't believe your lying eyes. And he screen grabbed this from PolitiFact, everyone's favorite fact checker that says, you might have seen a clip of President Joe Biden shaking hands with thin air. It never happened. Here's the truth, as well as how misinformers manufacture and embellish embarrassing presidential moments. Let me just, oh, I really want to revel in this one. You might have seen a clip of Joe Biden shaking hands with thin air. It never happened. Let me say that again. You might have seen it, but it didn't happen. That's amazing. Imagine walking down the street and a dog walks past you and they're like, there's a dog. And then effect goes, no, there wasn't. And you're like, I, I saw the dog. Stop trying to gaslight me. I saw the dog. Now, as I mentioned, the hat trick, uh, uh, honorable mention to our good friends over at the Washington Post, who claimed that Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post did not publish or link to any details about the private life of Chaya Reichek, who runs Libs of TikTok, which is an outright f- a lie. Nouaz responding with false, the archived and original published article before The Washington Post removed it, contained a link to libs of TikTok's full name and personal address. You know what's really funny about this? Because I've, I've I've harped on this quite a bit, but it's just, I, I really want to make sure everybody knows. Everybody hears it. Not everybody watches every video I make, and you need to hear. What they're trying to argue is that when the Washington Post linked to the real estate license of this individual, Chaya, the address listed just said contact address. It didn't say employer's address. But when you look up the LLC, the LLC shares that address and it said, oh, well, that proves that it's not her home address. No, it doesn't. But that's what they keep saying. Shout out Matt Bender, who keeps saying it. My simple response is, I don't have to prove why a business shares an address with a person. That's on you to disprove it's not her personal address. Housing, public records on housing, not business, indicate the address is the personal home address. Now, Rebel News say they vetted the same information as well. I can tell you we have documents that do not track business, tracks a person based on tax information, I believe, to locate their private address. Turns out that's the address The Washington Post linked to, I would say published, Why would an LLC be registered to someone's address? Several reasons. First, in New York, buildings are commercial residential splits, meaning the first floor is a business and the upper floors are apartments. That's normal all over the place. So the first floor can be the business and the upstairs can be where she lives. Why? I don't know. Maybe she got the job and said, I'm looking for an apartment. And her boss was like, upstairs is available. And she went, wow, cool. I don't know how many people want to live upstairs from their work, but hey, no commute, right? I don't need to make up a reason why that's the case. The public records just say it. Hat trick. But let's talk about what's going on with this Piers Morgan thing. I'm going to play for you the audio. This is amazing. Piers Morgan, talk about deceptive. And they come after James O'Keefe on this stuff. Amazing. Donald Trump has released an audio recording. It appears to refute an edited video clip that appeared to show him storming out of a sit-down interview with Piers Morgan. A 30-second trailer released on Wednesday depicted Trump abruptly ending the interview after Morgan challenged Trump's stolen election claims and ordering the crew to turn off the cameras as he gets up from the chair and storms off. Very dishonest, he mutters. But the audio recording provided by Trump's spokesman to NBC News indicates that the interview ended with the two men thanking each other for the great interview and laughing with no sign of Trump storming off the set. They want to create this image of Trump. This is not the reality. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. Let me me see if I can play this. It's really quiet. I don't know why it's so quiet. Let me play it. Okay, Piers, I'm ready. A former president in denial. I'll be completely straight with you to your face. I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. It was a free and fair match. He lost only a fool would think You think I'm a fool? I do now, yeah. With Excuse expectancy. me. Okay, with respect. The legislature. Excuse me. The most explosive interview of the year. I don't think you're real. This I am mean, not like Very dishonest. I just have- Let's finish up the interview. Morgan versus Trump. Turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Only. They took audio. So if, if you could, it's kind of quiet. But they show Trump standing up and saying, turn the camera off. Very dishonest. Making it seem like Trump stormed off. This was the news that went out. We almost covered it. We didn't, because I'm very wary of things like this. This, uh, this story was, was in tons of papers where it's like, you know, Trump storms off, and they released, uh, uh, let me see if I have to refresh this. They released audio, Donald Trump did, proving it's not true. Listen to this. Did you do that? Probably happened. That probably, <laughs> probably happened. Because I own the Trump. I'm sure it happened. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, thank, you thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was a great. Thank you very much. I it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was a great interview. The media is fake. This is this is what the world is. I don't care for it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the lies. There are people who live in a world. They live in the matrix. And uh, this is why I'm just. Uh, I just. The Washington Post Taylor Lorenz thing really really gets me out because I I, I I know you know we've heard a lot about it but this really is. The crux of the problem. The perfect example, but also, it is their Achilles heel. This story. The first story was that Taylor Lorenz put out the name of the creator of Libs of TikTok. I think that was wrong. The story is not served by revealing the person's name. Revealing their background, like uh, their motivations, maybe that they're at January 6th, all of that stuff, I think is, is, is absolutely important to understand the, the, the background of a person who's extremely influential, absolutely. But what does the name serve? I mean, what? What is what, Nothing. So you can find out where they live or what? Taylor Lorenz also explained how to get their phone number very easily. It took me two seconds after. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Washington Post. They didn't link to it directly, so I'll make sure I issue that clarification, because I was saying yesterday they linked to it. I was wrong, uh, and I did put a correction on that. Uh, they didn't link to it. What they did was they said, the phone number listed at this domain, so it's like, okay... I went on Google and typed in the domain and then the phone number popped up. But they did link to the private personal address. And this is why it's important because they're lying about it and it's easy to prove they're lying about it. So my friends, let me just say if you would like to explain to your friends and family how the media is lying, you need only this video. Maybe maybe this is not the perfect video for it. Normally when I'm, you know, when I when I want you to to share it with someone to prove something, I'll include more I didn't include uh, my tweets where I show the links and everything because I've gone over it quite a bit. But uh, first of all, I say go to TimCast.com, become a member, help us fight back against this. Simply by supporting us as a media organization, we are building and challenging the corporate press and the lies. I don't think the answer in the culture war is just to tell everybody to abandon the content they like or, you know, things like that. But we need to create alternatives. So support alternatives. Show this to your parents. Show this to your friends, your family, people who are like, you know. Show them the truth. In this, in this, it, it's it's a uh, Chris Karate, Christine Karate. She says they didn't link to any details. Fact check, false. Majid Nawaz, right there. Rebel News showing the link. You can click it right here. Check this out. Queen Josie of all the Liberty says, shot chaser. In the first story, they linked to her real estate license. In the second story, they removed it. They did do it, period. Now, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Going back to the John Levine tweet, because this one is a real out of the park one. Share this one with anybody who's like, the media is not lying to me. I am not making any defenses of Trump's policy. I'm not making any defenses of Fox News. I think Tucker Carlson talking about sexy M&Ms was the stupidest thing ever. I think Tucker Carlson has, has had a ton of really weird segments because it seems like he just chases culture war stories for the sake of chasing them. Not always. I think he gets the facts rights more often than not, but I don't agree with all of his opinions. The fact is, it's not a defense of anybody. This is a critique of the media and evidence they are lying to you. PolitiFact, you might have seen a clip of President Joe Biden shaking hands with thin air. It never happened. You saw it, but it didn't happen you saw it you might have seen it but it didn't happen lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void reprohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? How? What? What do you mean I watched? I, I I watched it happen. And you're telling me it didn't happen. Do they think we're stupid? Do they think we have amnesia? Take a look at this. Here's the story from PolitiFact. President Joe Biden was confused, turned around and shook hands with thin air after his speech. PolitiFact says false. Now what their argument is, at the end of his speech at North Carolina Agricultural Technical State University, Biden turned around and gestured towards the onlookers to his right, who rose to applaud him. He wasn't trying to shake hands with an imaginary person. Says who? It's an opinion. This is them fact checking an opinion with an opinion and calling their opinion a fact. You don't know what Joe Biden was doing. Now, I try to be very careful when I explain this stuff. How about this? From the Telegraph. Joe Biden mocked for shaking hands with thin air after speech. Let me let me play it for you. He speaks. Then he looks down at the floor, turns to his right and then holds out his hand as if to shake, and then spins around, points. Now, as I often say with with all of these stories, I don't know exactly what he's doing. I think it's possible he may be hallucinating. Friends, have you ever driven your car late at night when you were tired and hallucinated? It happened to me before. It actually happened a lot. You're really drowsy, you're sleepy, and then you're trying to stay awake and you start hallucinating things. People seem to think they have this movie-esque depiction of what a hallucination is. That you see a vivid, crystal clear image of like a man walking up to you and smiling. Hallucinating can just be that everything's kind of blurry, you're really tired, and you just, your, your brain doesn't process information right. You see a shadow or some lump or something, and then you're like, is that a person? And you reach out your hand. That's what it means. Joe Biden did this. Were there people standing? Of course, there's people standing there. Here's what's happening. Why? How often is it that a leader turns to their right and holds out their hand after speaking? What is the most likely scenario here? In my opinion, in the absence of evidence, the solution with the least amount of assumptions tends to be correct. Joe Biden has said things like next malresent, calf care and true in -in an honest Shabbat of pressure. Trinidad and having of pressure. I try to transcribe what he's saying. He's muttered, stumbled, sputtered, whatever. Those things have happened. Considering that in this speech, Joe Biden falsely claimed that he was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania, despite never teaching a class there, it is safe to assume in the context, making the least amount of assumptions, is that Joe Biden is having some kind of episode. He claimed he was a professor. He wasn't. Is he just lying? Don't want to call him a liar? I think he's just fading. And afterwards, he turns to his right and he's like, hey, reaches out his hand and there's nobody there. What PolitiFact is trying to argue is that when you look at a different angle, it looks like he's pointing to the audience. Pointing with your hand open like you're ready to shake someone's hand? No, he turned later and he pointed with a single finger. That I can believe. Pointing at somebody. But they're like, in the C-SPAN video of the entire speech, you can see he was gesturing to the audience as they stood to applaud. Why? 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 You have to make assumptions to believe that Joe Biden was gesturing to the audience as they applauded. Because why would he do that? To be fair, you have to make assumptions to believe that Joe Biden was trying to shake hands with thin air. That's why I take it a more I, I take a more light approach. I don't just say that you know, he did. I say, I believe, or in my opinion, because it's all we're really talking about is opinions. I don't know. But when Joe Biden says he's a full professor at university, is he lying? He may be. Or he just may be having an episode. He's not remembering things properly. For what reason would someone finishing a speech turn to the audience and gesture to them to do what? To leave? They were already standing and applauding. Was He wasn't waving to them. He was holding out his hand. In which case, I say this. Why would someone, after finishing a speech, turn to their right and hold out their hand to shake someone's hand? Well, actually, that happens quite a bit. Someone will speak, and then they'll turn to their right, and an aide or or the VP or someone will come up and they'll shake hands, and that happens all the time. What doesn't happen all the time is a leader finishes a speech and then just aims his hand like a judo chop towards the audience. I don't understand why he would do that. That's PolitiFact for you. The best part is... When they say on Twitter, you may have seen the clip, but it never happened. You may have seen the clip, but it never happened. What? They could have said, you may have seen the clip where Joe Biden was accused of trying to shake hands with thin air. While Joe Biden did raise his hand and make this gesture, it is likely he was doing something else. But then you're just talking about opinions. And that's probably why they said it never happened, because the goal of PolitiFact is to gaslight you. Of this, of this post, at least, it's to gaslight you. It never happened. You didn't see it. Go back to sleep. I'm just sick of the lies. I'm sick of the lies. I have no problem saying, in my opinion, I believe Joe Biden is cognitively impaired, saying things like Trinidad Shop at of Pressure, Trinidad Shop at a bit of Pressure, Batacalf Care, Next nel-rescent. Next nel-rescent. He said that. calf Care. And then they say, well, he, had a, he has a stutter. Go watch videos of Joe Biden from ten years ago. He ain't got a stutter. Maybe he had to stutter when he was a kid. Now that he's older, it's coming back. Fine, but he's slurring. He's slurring. Let me slow it down for you. They try to lie about it. You know why they don't say he's slurring? Because it's a sign of cognitive impairment, which would play along with him trying to shake hands with thin air. It could be that he wasn't hallucinating. It could be that he is just a bumbling, confused old man who is beyond the average life expectancy for the standard American male. And this is what you get. The press does everything in their power to give the benefit of the doubt to Democrats, and they do everything to malign Republicans. Not every Republican, many of them. Typically, it's for the Democratic establishment. And over the past several years, it's mostly having to do with the fact that populists have been taking over politics. But let's think about this for 2 seconds. Joe Biden does insane things and the media crawls backwards over glass, desperate to defend whatever it was. When Joe Biden says something like turn on a shop of pressure, the media doesn't cover it. When Joe Biden says something insane, even conservative media will come out with a, with a quote and they'll they'll come out and they'll fix his quote. So Joe Biden will say something like you know, I was, uh, uh I was, uh, in France and, uh, 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 uh speak, speaking with, uh, speaking with M- Macron. got to do, got to, got got to strengthen, strengthen our defenses. He'll say it like that. What will the media put in quotes? It'll say, I was in France speaking with Macron about our defenses. They will put it in quotes or they'll just paraphrase. No, a true quote should have all the ums, ah, e's, ooh, ooh. Joe Biden will will, will say things, and I guess for the sake of trying to explain it to people, they'll not write what he actually said and just translate for Bidenese, as people call it. With Donald Trump, he'll say something like, you know, we had a really great year in 2019, great numbers, a great economy. And then they'll say, instead of quoting Trump, they'll say, Trump falsely claimed that the economy was doing well during his presidency. They won't tell you what he said. They'll just, the media... They're gatekeepers through which the lens of reality is distorted. And what they do, what they do next, these smaller creators, these smaller influencers who are intent on lying to you, people like uh, um, Matt Binder. Shout out. We'll have him on the show. Um, I think he's just a liar. And he, he plays this. They're tribalists. Their goal is to defend the tribe at all costs, the democratic establishment and their their wing of politics. I do not care about the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or anybody. I care about calling out people who are lying. I have no problem saying that Donald Trump is completely wrong about his election claims. Oh, no. And then the Trump supporters get mad at me and the left is like falsely claiming that I believe Trump or that I agree with him. It's just so stupid because they need to have this this fake ideology. This this they, they have to lie. Tim Poole claims the big lie, blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't. I've never done that. I think Trump lost, and I think when it comes to Trump's claims, it is the Achilles heel of the Republicans. They genuinely think they lost because of some big nefarious scheme they can't prove. Certainly there are questions and there are weird happenings. I can agree with that. It also lies. And instead of just saying that Trump was deeply unpopular and the enthusiasm against Trump was nearly as high as the enthusiasm for him, and we were in a pandemic and people were going nuts, they just say, oh, it must have been a scheme or something. No, that's wrong. But this is what you get. The left will tell you they 'll gaslight you'll uh, Matt will Matt Bender I, I bring him up because he 'll say they didn't they didn 't publish any private address, and then they, they engage in sophistry and deflection when I say okay let 's just say the address was libs 's work address well very uh, change the subject, move the goalposts. Taylor Lorenz published the address period period end of story. now it turns out it was the private home address and work address of the individual. Explain that one to me. It's not my job. Public records say it was both. That makes sense. Sometimes people work from home. Sometimes LLCs are registered to homes. I don't need to explain that. You need to explain it. You can't just say, well, I know public records do show this as her private address, but I'm going to say it's not because she also has has it as her work address. Sorry, that's not evidence. You're just lying. You're gaslighting. Because their goal is not to inform you. Their goal is is to make sure your worldview is skewed and broken so that they can manipulate you and lie to you to gain political power. Shout out to Jared Holt, who also published a huge fat lie, makes things up, publishes false statements of fact. He writes a story insinuating that I claimed there were U.S. bioweapons labs. It's just another lie. It's funny because anybody who actually watches my show knows that I don't engage in the same rhetoric as the right, but I engage in what is true. And because reality has a conservative bias these days, the left must claim that I support the lies coming from right wing figures or the misconceptions. No, I don't. There were, but, you know, to be fair, Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbards, my understanding, didn't say there were U.S. bioweapons labs either. They just make that up and then lie because they are evil people. I look forward to having him on my show so I can just pull up these articles and be like, hey, that's a lie. That's just not true. What are you going to say about it? It'll be fun and funny. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Florida has announced state guidelines effectively going against federal guidelines on transgender treatment for children. In their new guidance, they basically say end all hormone and social treatments, effectively saying no to transgender children. Now, Florida may be the only state where there's a Republican Party actually fighting a culture war. And of course, the left is freaking out, saying it's dangerous, but this is a republic. And if you are in Florida and you don't like the laws they're passing, you should not be there. If you're in Texas and you don't like the laws they are passing, you should not be there. If you are in New Jersey and you're a conservative and you don't like the laws they are passing, you should not be there. That being said, in all of these states, if you believe in the state, you should be politically active and challenging laws you don't like. For the time being, it would seem that Florida is going deeper red. Many blue states are going deeper blue, but this is a major move. Not only are they saying no hormones, no surgery, they're saying no pronouns, Here's a story from TimCast.com. Florida challenges Biden admin on gender transition treatments for children. Florida's Surgeon General said that the federal guidelines were focused on injecting political ideology into the health of our children. The Florida Department of Health issued new guidance on treating gender dysphoria in adolescents, claiming that Biden's administration has it all wrong when treating children. In the newly released guidance, Florida's leadership stands up against the irreversible transgender treatments for children, warning that such approaches present an unacceptably high risk of doing harm. The state called the options, including gender transition surgery, puberty blockers and hormone therapy, should not be considered for children or adolescents. They note that such treatments have potentially irreversible consequences. Florida's new guidance is a response to the Department of Health and Human Services fact sheet. It calls for the use of puberty blockers and partially reversible hormone therapy as methods of affirming care for children. Florida's Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, said that the HHS guidance had failed at the most basic level of academic rigor and noted that the the guidance was never about health care. Ladapo went on to say it was about injecting political ideology into the health of our children. Children experiencing gender dysphoria should be supported by family and seek counseling, not pushed into an irreversible decision before they reach 18. Now, I want to pause for a minute. Some kids who are experiencing psychological uh, ailments, as it were, I'm not, I'm not speaking about gender dysphoria specifically, I'm saying depression and other issues can be caused by family. Now, the one thing I can agree with, the left on, you got to be careful about when parents are abusing their kids. However, parents still have the rights over their kids in terms of what they deem to be appropriate care. We do not assume just because a child is affected by some mental illness or uh, depression or some issue that it's the fault of the parents, and we certainly should not default to strangers. Yes, teachers will only be around these kids for about a year. I consider it to be as close to a stranger as you can get without, well, to be fair, Maybe, maybe we shouldn't say stranger, but teachers are certainly not loved ones of these kids. They are just workers doing a job. The state's guidance suggests that children be supported by a close network of friends and family and be under the care of a qualified psychologist if they are, if they are facing any form of gender dysphoria. Still, it states that surgical, hormonal, or social gender transition should not be offered to minors. The guidance refers to evidence that encouraging mastectomy, over, ovaryectomy, Uterine extirpation, penile disablement, tracheal shave, the prescription of hormones which are out of line with the genetic makeup of the child, or puberty blockers are all clinical practices which run an acceptably high risk of doing harm. It goes on to state that hormonal treatments for transgender adolescents can achieve their intended physical effects, but evidence regarding their psychological and cognitive impact is generally lacking. Additionally, the new guidance notes That its recommendation aligns with guidance from other countries, such as Sweden, Finland, the United Kingdom, and France. Here's how the left is framing it. No lie with Brian Tyler Cohen says. New, the Florida Department of Health just issued guidelines telling doctors to medically detransition all transgender youth and banned them from social uh, transition treatment, including name, pronoun, and clothing changes. Here is the memo from the Florida Department of Health saying that social gender transition should not be an option for youth, including name, pronoun and clothing changes. So I want to here we have it. I want I want to read through some of their reasoning. But I want to point out something, as most of you are probably aware. I'd like to hear an argument from the left. I wonder why this is why this is a left right issue in the first place. Seriously, why? Okay. after we get past that, I'd like to ask a question of the left. What other body dysmorphic issues would you affirm? Serious question. When we're talking about kids who say that they feel they're the wrong gender, what if people feel they're the wrong race? Now, there are people who are intersex that I understand, but what if there's a child who is confirmed genetically male with the XY chromosomes and, you know, all the body parts to go along with it, and they say it's wrong? Now, you can argue they're dysphoric, they're in the wrong body, but if their genetics say they are male... What is is your reasoning that the genetics don't play a role? Because I'm literally asking this question. I'm curious then as to how transracial issues play out. If somebody is, say, 1% black, and they're overtly white-looking, can they claim to be transracial and say, well, we have the genetics within us, at least to a certain degree? What if they don't at all? What if it's just an overtly white person, like someone from Poland, who says they're transracial and they want to be black? Could they undergo treatments or should they undergo treatments to alter their body to be more aligned with the race they would rather be? The reason I bring this up is that transracial issues are considered controversial and for some reason not okay. But transracial issues, for the most part, we're talking about skin color, in which case you see people like Rachel Dolezal, who just gets a tan, as I understand it, and braids her hair. No permanent physical damage or changes are made. Now, what if someone is, has, has general body uh, dysphoric disorder, I think it's called, where they don't want to have fingers or they don't want to have feet? This happens. And people feel like the part of their body is wrong and they shouldn't have it and they want it removed. They go to doctors seeking amputation. Would we provide that treatment as well? If not, please explain what the difference is between someone experiencing gender dysphoria and any other dysphoric disorder. Where do we draw the line? If we say you can remove your genitals, in you know whatever they I forgot what they call it penile uh, uh, disablement, then what about your hands? What about your ears? What about your elbows? Where do we, 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 I'm, I'm I'm seriously asking? Where is the line on this? This is from this is the actual memo. From FloridaHealth.gov, Treatment of Gender Dysphoria for Children and Adolescents. The Florida Department of Health wants to clarify evidence recently cited on a fact sheet released by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and provide guidance on treating gender dysphoria for children and adolescents. Systematic reviews on hormonal treatment for young people show a trend of low-quality evidence, small sample sizes, and medium to high risk of bias. A paper published in the International Review of Psychiatry states, that 80% of those seeking clinical care will lose their desire to identify with the non-birth sex. One review concludes that hormonal treatments for transgender adolescents can achieve their intended physical effects, but evidence regarding their psychosocial and cognitive impact is generally lacking. According to the Merck Manual, gender dysphoria is characterized by a strong, persistent cross-gender identification associated with anxiety, depression, irritability, and often a wish to live as a gender different from the one associated with the sex assigned at birth. Due to the lack of conclusive evidence and the potential for long-term harm, irreversible effects, the department's guidelines are as follows. Social gender transition should not be a treatment option for children or adolescents. Anyone under 18 should not be prescribed puberty blockers or hormone therapy. Gender reassignment surgery should not be a treatment option for children or adolescents. Now I want to pause real quick and and, and talk about you got to be careful here, Florida. if they're saying that these guidelines are specifically referring to gender dysphoria, okay? If they say uh, here, here we go, they say these guidelines do not apply to procedures for treatments for children or adolescents born with a genetically or biochemically verifiable disorder or sex development DSD. These disorders include, but are not limited to, 46, XX XX DSD, 46, X, uh, uh, XY DSD, sex chromosomes DSD, XX or XY sex reversal, and ovo-testicular disorder. I say you got to be careful because when they say no hormone therapy for people under 18, yo, there are people under 18 who need hormone therapy. I'm not talking about hormone replacement therapy, HRT. I'm talking about puberty blockers were actually uh, prescribed, we talked about some IRL, for if young girls are going through puberty too soon due to some, you know, disorder. You give them puberty blockers to stop it until they're, you know, old enough. Otherwise, there can be irreversible damage. Hormone therapy can be a very important thing for people, for for minors who have hormone, hormonal issues. Again, they do say they don't apply to that, apply to that, but we have to be careful and be more specific. They say gender reassignment surgery should not be a treatment option for children or adolescents. Based on the currently available evidence encouraging mastectomy, ovaryectomy, uterine extirpation, penile disablement, tracheal shave, the prescription of hormones which are out of line with the genetic makeup of a child, or puberty blockers are all clinical practices which run an unacceptably high risk of doing harm. Children and adolescents should be provided social support by peers and family and seek counseling from a licensed provider. What if the family is affirming? What if the family says, whatever you feel is true? And then you get a kid who says, I need my pinky removed. It feels foreign to me. What if they go to the doctor and say, we want the pinky removed? Should family then be providing that counseling? It's tough. I typically defer to family. I think you're you're substantially more likely to find a family that's going to take care of their kids. But there are a lot of parents that are telling their kids to go through with irreversible surgeries. Photos of people lying in hospital beds where the parent is coddling them and telling them it was the right thing, and these people will never have children. Not The parents aren't always knowledgeable on these issues. Parents might not know about this evidence. But again, just that being said, I want to make that point. I do defer to families for the most part. The department's guidelines are consistent with the federal centers for Medicare and Medicaid services age requirements for surgical and non-surgical treatment. These guide- guidelines are also in line with the guidance, reviews, and recommendations from Sweden, Finland, the UK, and France. Parents are encouraged to reach out to their child's health care provider for more information. When it comes to the parental rights and education bill in Florida, I agree. Parents should be the ones who, ha- who make the ultimate decision. If there is abuse, then it should be reported. The problem there is... What if the parent is saying they want to surgically remove a body part from their child, and the child is confused? Are those parents doing the right thing? It's not always so easy to say. But I think from a logical standpoint, even if the parents do feel that way, teachers should defer to the parents, and the parents should make the choice as to what is right for their kids. That may mean very often you will encounter parents who want their kids to undergo gender transition. You may think it's wrong, and you might want to challenge it, but I still think the parents, you defer to the parents. You really, really do. You want to call it abuse, by all means, pursue that. But i, I uh, what I'm saying is, if it gets to the point where the parent is trying to cause harm to the child, and as you see it, it should be challenged in courts. Child services should come in and make that assessment. The problem now is, they're trying to use these services to argue not affirming the children is actually causing harm and abusive. And now we get to the conundrum who's right, who's allowed the the political authority in this capacity. You know, there was a I mentioned the story where uh, someone said that their daughter shaved their shaved her head, started claiming she was a boy. So instead of fighting the school and complaining, they just went to the school and said, we need to move out of state because we're getting a new job new job, relocating, a normal part of life, and told the daughter, you know, we're so proud of you for being who you are, but we have to move. They moved to the country, got away from the school, homeschooled their daughter, and they said within a few weeks, she stopped behaving this way. Her depression went away. Her anxiety went away, and she went back to the way she was before she started hearing these things in school. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. There have been stories where the parent goes to the school and says stop doing this to my child and they say child services they're abusing their kid and child services says you betcha. So it really depends on jurisdiction. It's hard to know. Florida has blue areas. You can assume that just because Florida has this guideline that, you know, cities or whatever run by Democrats are going to abide by this. I'm not so convinced. Jen Saki tells Chris Wallace kindergarteners are questioning if they're a girl or boy. Um I don't believe that's true. I believe that kindergartners don't really know much of all about what's going on with most things. I don't believe children are stupid. I believe that children are just lacking information. And as we get older, we collect more information, and then we're able to connect more and more dots and make faster decisions, some some better than others. Children, their brains are developing. But kids are smart. They are smart. You can teach—it yeah, really frustrates me when I'm like— you know I ask parents like why aren't you teaching your kid multiplication math or calculus? Yeah, calculus, algebra, when they're like before school starts and they're like, how am I going to teach they're they're only 5 years old. I'm like, yeah. And I still remember the cheat code for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 on Nintendo. B-A, B-A, up, down, B-A, left, right, B-A, start. Now, why didn't someone just teach me some algebra? How about that? Then I can remember some mnemonic or something like that. And certainly there are a lot of things that are remembered, but that one will stick, through me, st- stick with me. And I got to be honest, I only played that game for probably like a couple weeks. And I still remember that, that ridiculous cheat code. Yeah, go get the NES, play it, and that gives you the level select. Crazy, right? We should be teaching kids things about math, science, probably uh, spirituality. That means religion, but it's not, that is not to say that we should be telling kids to be religious, but we should be teaching them about the concepts and philosophies of many around the world. This idea that kids are questioning whether they're a girl or boy just means that they have no guidance from their parents. Some people are truly gender dysphoric. It's real. These people exist. I believe that we should figure out a way to help these kids but some of these kids many of them may just be experiencing what's called rapid onset gender dysphoria or a social issue where they're being told by the, by adults this is the case who who how is a kid going to dispute that kindergartners are 5 years old so a 5 year old girl is playing with a truck and the teacher says why are you playing with the truck and she goes i like trucks she goes really do you like the color blue i like blue you're a boy Time to change your clothes and give you a boy's name. But all of that's a social construct. Somehow that social construct then leads into time for medical intervention. Something doesn't make sense here. Jenseki sobbed. In an interview, she was wrong. I would like to highlight a tweet that I made and a response. I tweeted, trans women are not adult human females. It's a statement of fact. It is not disparaging anybody. But certainly many trans uh, uh, trans people uh, got really angry about it. Why? It's true. I didn't say trans women are not women. I'm not getting to the argument about gender versus sex, but you can see the responses I find actually fascinating. This one user, Keffels. Shout out. I've always wanted to ratio Tim Pool with the trans pride flag. Well, congratulations. I retweeted and liked the tweet as well because I've also posted the trans pride flag when I said March 31st, 2021 trans gun rights are human rights. I stand by that. I agree with it, and I believe in it. I believe that trans people should and must be armed. You know, we hear a lot about trans people who are being victimized, who are attacked. I think they have a right to keep in bare arms. They should exercise their right to keep in bare arms. They should keep themselves, their friends, and their families safe. And if we want human rights for trans people, we must affirm their right to keep in bare arms. Further, adults who want to live how they want to live. I'm libertarian on that. I am not a religious conservative. If you are uh, an adult and you want to make these decisions for yourself, and I have to be honest, you know, I've even said maybe, maybe post-puberty, if the parents and, and you know, and, and a doctor come to a, con- a decision, I'm more libertarian on that. I do think that, You should be an adult and make make the decision for yourself. There is a concern about Munchausen proxy by syndrome. I'm sorry, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, where the parents are saying, "Oh, this is you, and this is true," and that's worrisome. But there's a big difference between a seven year old and a sixteen year old. Big difference. Still, I personally believe that um, you should be eighteen. But I, I concede that you know it gets into a, a nuance, uh, nuanced issue around there. I, I want to make sure trans people are safe. I want to make sure that they're happy. I want to make sure that parents aren't uh, um, harming their children and imposing things on kids. I also want to be factual. Trans women are not adult human females. They are adult human males who have undergone hormonal or possibly surgical... And social transition to appear or present and identify as a woman, an adult human female. That is not to say they are. That's why we say trans women. Now, they often want to say trans women are women. There's a colloquial understanding to it. There's a colloquial issue or a semantic issue where, to, an, to a sense, I understand what they're trying to say. But when we're getting down to the legal issues and the, the facts... I just don't think that it is the correct... uh, uh, Let me put it this way. Ben Shapiro pointed out that if he was with friends and he went to a restaurant and Blair White was there, he would say, go sit by her, she has a table for us, knowing that Blair White is biologically male. And the reason for it is, it is too difficult to try to explain to someone why someone like Blair, who is overtly female presenting, is actually a male and he's using the wrong pronouns. If Ben were to say, go sit by him, he has our table, then... The person would look around and be like, who, where? Because of the assumptions we make about social constructs based on gender. Certainly these things exist. There could be a very masculine woman, and you say sit by her and they're like, Where I only see a dude. Oh, that's a woman. Wow. The point is, when it comes to definitions, woman means adult human female. Trans women are not adult human females. This is not meant to disparage anybody. And I don't understand why they're so angry about it. It's meant to make a point. And the point is, facts remain. The fascinating thing is, along with the response, I've always wanted to ratio Tim Poole. I don't think these people know who I am at all. Like, That's why I posted I posted the trans pride flag on the trans day of visibility last year and, and called for gun rights for trans people. I think the Black Panthers should be, should be armed with guns to the teeth. And they should be marching around in their neighborhoods, neighborhoods as they see fit to defend themselves from the perceived threat of white supremacists. Because the Second Amendment says you have a right to keep and bear arms. But these people like to come out and and make assumptions based on what I'm saying as to what my beliefs really are. I think parents are abusing kids. I think we have to be careful about how we protect children. But I I also want to point out, let me see if I can find this. Here we go. One person said, hey, look at you starting to understand the distinction between sex and gender. I'm proud of you, Tim. Well, I've long asserted the difference between sex and gender. I've always done that. Gender, of course, being uh, gender comes from the root word genre came into prominence with John Money in the 50s. The word is rooted in genre. So it references the distinctions that we have in society between the biological sexes. However, colloquially among conservatives, it's used interchangeably with the word sex. If we're trying to be fair and assess what we're really talking about, I have no problem saying gender is the social construct element of this. In which case, why are they mad at me? I think they're mad at me because they want to... Believe. I don't know. I honestly think you're just mad because I didn't rag on anybody. I did not call anybody any names. I did not insult anybody. I am being completely civil and I am asserting a scientific fact. I will give a shout out to this one. though. This is really good. Bald man yells at gender. And that actually a really good tweet. And Keffel's had a really funny one that I retweeted. I actually liked it. Keffels said, Tim Pool is just mad because he's suffering from male pattern baldness and I started ho- hormone therapy before it kicked in for me or something like that and I I, th- I thought that was really funny. Yo, I don't care what you do with your life. You're an adult, you can do whatever you want. Host your show, talk about what you want. I got no issues. Now, if you have an issue with the fact that trans women are biological males who have undergone surgery or and or hormonal treatments to present as female, that's a fact. And it is not in any way disparaging to anybody. But whatever, man. I guess people want to be mad about something and hate on people. But um, I'll I'll, I'll end with this. There's a reason why I tweet something like this. People are like, why are you even tweeting this? Why would you tweet this? I'm like, it's to make a point. I disparaged no one. I stated a fact. This does not diminish trans people in any way. But why are they acting like it did? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.